So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. Another great show. This is, I'm actually going to bring one of my uh, students onto the show, and I think you're going to really get excited um, and see his success and really want to start learning and listening to this podcast more and more each and every day because uh, the things that I teach in this podcast is exactly what I teach in real life. There is no difference. Um, it is very transferable. I don't leave many things that are left uh, unsaid in, in this podcast. It's pretty much all here. But before we do that, um, I want to just take a minute and I want to give out some love to all my friends that uh, and all the listeners that take the time. And I know this is a process, right, that you actually go onto iTunes and leave a review. And so I'm just so thankful that you guys are out there leaving reviews. Um First of all, I want to say uh, the first review is from mm, Good, <laughs> And it says, thanks for being authentic. That's all it says. Thanks for being authentic. And honestly, I appreciate that. I think that's honestly is what's needed more in this business than anything else. There's lots of people that are great um, speakers, but they're just not authentic. And dude, authenticity is, is losing it out. The other thing is uh, from share six one five eight four. I really appreciate all of the real life, detailed, and practical info, info that Corey shares on his podcast. So again, thanks a lot. Uh, hey, if you haven't done so, take the time go to iTunes and give us a rating and let us know what you think. Good, bad, ugly, it doesn't matter. But truly, give us your honest feedback. It does mean a lot. So, guys, with that said, I want to introduce my next guest. Um, Ed Lemus. Now, Ed Lemus um, is still working um, in an IT job. He's from San Antonio. He um, he's started the, uh, a journey in real estate, and somehow he got attracted to uh, our content and multifamily, and um, he has done some amazing things. So with that said, Ed Lemus, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thanks, Corey, man. Glad to be here. Humble to be here. I appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. You know, Ed, you you kind of have a neat story, and I don't want to get into it. I want, I'd, I'd rather have you explain it, but just kind of give all my listeners some background of, of who you are and, and, and where you're at and, and what the future looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity to share, and hopefully we'll share some nuggets here that uh, folks can uh, take and, and implement. Um, so I, I've been on this real estate journey a long time, so I'm a lot uh, older than I look. <laughs> but... Uh, I actually started back in the mid 90s, uh, back when uh, Carlton Sheets was, uh, you know, 
uh, on the airwaves selling his No Money Down program and what have you. So I always have had this interest and uh, pull toward real estate. So I jumped right in. I started doing fix and flip back when it was really easy, right? In the early night, it was easy to get financing. Uh, you could make a lot of mistakes and still not really get burned. So I did that. I learned the process along the way and always had this drive for it. Uh, about that time, I had just finished uh, getting my undergrad degree. So I went in and, you know, did what everybody tells you to do, right? Go get a degree, go get a good job, get a nice 401k, you know, so you can sit back and relax um, down the path. So. I went down that, that road and really started building my corporate career. Um, and then again, always having real estate kind of in the back of my mind, uh, yeah. so doing kind of that side hustle. It was always my side hustle. Anyway, fast forward to a few years ago, I got into wholesaling a little bit. So a little bit of your, kind of your path, started doing the wholesaling thing. And again, since I have a corporate job. You're in San Antonio, right? I'm in San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we, San Antonio is our, one of our markets that we were wholesaling in. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. I think your, your brother's out here or, or near San Antonio, right? Yep. He's in New Brunswick. There you go. Yeah. So I, I started trying, trying to figure out all the whole, whole wholesaling uh, business and again, full-time job. So I've always been a marketing kind of systems guy. So I was trying to figure out how do I do it without actually doing it myself? Um, so I've always been about leverage, right? So I, I hired a, a virtual assistant. I put a system in place and then I just started creating a, a marketing engine and started feeding uh, wholesaling leads to uh, local investors. Um, anyway, fast forward, I thought, well, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get financially free that way, right? It's today money, it's transactional. How do I parlay that into some passive cash flow? So my first idea was, hey, well, what I'll do is I'll get right a first refusal on single-family homes, right? So every agreement that I signed with a JV wholesaler I said, hey, I want I want first dibs. If it's a property that I like. I'll take it down, I'll pay you a flat fee, and then I'll go in and do fix and flip and rent it space and learn a little bit more about it. And then was really intrigued about the whole legacy wealth, right? Which is what you you uh, you preach. And then fast forward, I ended up going to one of your boardrooms uh, late last year and kind of that's kind of how I got here. Yeah, so yeah. let's talk about what you've done because I think that's, so I always love it when, you know, you have someone that comes on the scene, um, you know, I, we, you know we, we've talked, whatever, and the, when you came to the boardroom, you know, I could tell that your intent was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, right? I'm ready, I'm in the right spot. I know enough about real estate, um, but and I know that cash flow is the way to get there. And so we, you know, in that boot camp, we really folk are on the boardroom. You know, there's three things that we focus on: raising capital, finding deals, and, and operations. And you know, you really focus on the thing that's probably the easiest in your sphere is just to go find capital. And finding capital is not the easiest thing to do for most people, but let me hear your story on, on what you did and, and how you, cause you just raised, I want to say you've raised over a half a million bucks in, in private capital, Ed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know you have, so. <laughs> yeah. so that's for most people, that is a big deal. I mean, that is, I mean, uh, listen for anybody, I'm just telling you right now, I'm giving you major props because that is the big freaking deal. So let's talk about the journey because I really want to get into how it felt to get that first piece because I remember us calling and talking. On yeah, it. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so when I, I walked out of the boardroom again, uh, and, and just props to your boardroom, you basically let us look behind the curtain and you show us, you know, all the all the, the parts and pieces. So I start to your point. I said, well, what can I do right out of the gate? 
So initially I actually did say, hey, well, let me go look for deals. Right? Let me go work on broker relations. Uh, I've got, you know, good rapport building skills. I'll go do that. But then again, I just, it got to a point where again, right, we, we kiss a lot of frogs to find those, 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 you know, that needle in the haystack of a deal that we want to go take down. Uh, and I, I came to the realization it was taking a lot of time for me to do that. And it's, it's intense work. So the next thing was, well, she's raising private money. I, I mean, I know a few people. I've been around a little bit. I'm in corporate America. So uh, again, I, I took your advice on it. You know, I never ask anybody for money. All, all I've done is just, I started looking at kind of my little spheres of influence and, and the different networks that I have, right? Whether it's church, uh, my current corporate you know, peeps, which I'm a little bit careful with just because I'm still employed. Yep. But we do have, we sold off part of our company. And in doing so, um, a lot of folks went with that sale uh, where I didn't. And they also took a 401k that they had to convert. So guess who became a target, a target list for me? I knew they were going to have to go do something with it. So that was one, one. And then just, you know, alumni from college days and what have you. And I just built out a, you know, I use Podio as for my, my CRM and I just filled out a database and said, hey, let me just start plugging names in. And then I just said, hey, three people a week, I'm going to talk to them about this opportunity. And then just depending on who it was, I would just reach out and say, hey, I'm working on a couple of new things. And most people know I'm in real estate. So I'm working on a few new things. I really would love to get your feedback. And that's how oh, I opened the conversation. Uh, so and then I just sit down and share it with them. That is amazing, by the way. So to ask people for feedback, right? That We talk about that in our boardroom. And I, but I, like... You know, there is an absolute process, and uh, and I, I've said it many times in this podcast, but you just said it as well. I want to make sure everybody hears that because it means something. Rule number one is never ask people for money. <laughs> Only ask them who do they know. In other words, ask them to look at your information. There's no, we're not talking about having to make decisions on whether or not it's yes or no. It's really, you know, sometimes it's better to ask, I want you to look at this because I think you can refer me somebody. Or just, just I want you to see what I'm doing. What's your thoughts or opinions on it? There's no, like, um, pressure to say yes. Am I right? That's exactly right. I mean, it's one of, uh, again, I sit across the table from them. Right? I have that nice little credibility kit that's got my beautiful logo on it, uh, which, again, w- once you show them that, they're already, oh, okay, well, we're talking. I mean, he's, this is some serious stuff, right? Uh, so kudos to you for, for putting that together and allowing us to, to leverage that, right? Yeah. Now, most people don't even know, they won't understand what that is, but um, yeah. we create a marketing piece. We call it a marketing packet. And people that come to our boardroom, it's co-branded, meaning it's Ed's logo, it's Ed's um, company, it's everything about Ed, right? And it's well, it's very well done. What you think, Ed? Well done? Oh, man. High, awesome. high end, right? <laughs> High-end, high-quality, print production is amazing. It's like if you were to get anything from a financial, well, you know, any financial company on a fund or a mutual fund or something like that, it's going to be that type of quality. But because uh, in people that come to the boardroom, we partner with them. And so I will co-brand marketing with them. And that's where I get to put my, my name and my picture underneath Ed's, right? It's always underneath. And, but because I'm in his marketing packet with them, we get to use all my assets, right, of properties and stuff like that. Was that helpful for you, Ed? It's huge. It's everything, right? Because 
ultimately, e even making the swing, even though I have what I'd say street cred from a single family perspective, multifamily is a whole different ballgame, right, as you know. So putting that in front of folks, they know me from the single family world. They know I fixed it, but they knew that piece. For me, just to come out, hey, I'm doing multifamily now, right? I mean, it's everything just to put that in front of them and say, we are, I'm partnered with Corey out of Arizona. Here's what we're doing. Here's our approach. And again, it's all about, you know, what do you think? You think this would resonate with people? I always come from that perspective. Like, yes. Can you help me out here? Right. Can you help me out? Uh, is there anybody? And, you know, and then I, that's how I close, right? Is there anybody that you, that you know that might be interested in, um, you know, buying some real estate and getting a solid return, right? Uh, potential depreciation. And that's kind of how I leave it. And most, most, I will, they'll say, Hey, well, you know what? How about me? Right? They'll put themselves in the equation. It's beautiful. I love it. It happens. I always say the right people will come into your deals and the wrong ones will uh, repel themselves or they're just not ready yet. Right? right. Sometimes they're like, well, I don't know. It's you're still a suspect at that point. But first of all, when you raise, so let's get up to the point where we actually, so you're sharing that packet, right? And then um, our next step, where we, you know the next step. So what, what was the next step that you did? So you're yeah, sharing so, that. They said, well, I think I'm interested, Ed. What, what did you do next? Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and again, I start, uh, again, like, like, like you teach and preach, right? I start with my circle, my, my first circle of influence, which is family and friends, right? Family, friends, relatives. Uh, so the first person I approached was my father-in-law. Uh, who was, you know, he's already pretty savvy in the real estate world, so, uh, but very conservative. So the fact that I was able to to um, secure him as my very first private money investor is huge for me, right? Because uh, yeah. he was very, very, like I said, he is very conservative. But yeah, once once I do that, like you told me is, hey, you tee him up and I'll close him, right? So once I, I get the initial um, interest and a good level of motivation, right? I, at that point, I also share a little bit about the particular property. So in both cases, or in every case, I've had a property to pitch along with the overall strategy. Yep. Uh, so I share a little bit about the opportunity. I say, hey, you know what? I, I want to make sure we have all your questions answered. Uh, I know this is new for you. Um, you know, it's, it's a big investment. I'd love to get on, on a webinar with, with my partner, Corey, and talk about more details and then answer any questions you may have. And that's how I would tee them up, and then I'd, I'd schedule a call. And then when you would schedule a Zoom call. Now, I love Zoom because it's actually how we're recording this podcast right now. We rip the audio, we put it on um, our podcast, and then we take the video and we put it on YouTube. But the power of Zoom is, you know, or GoToMeeting, there's a bunch of different applications you can use. But I like the Zoom because it's, I can see who's on the other side real easily. And then we can share screens very easily. And so, and that's all we did. So Ed would come in and, um, and now this can happen on, this is like the way, we've set up a deal right as a partnership now ed could have just had his own deal and he would have done it still the kind of the same steps right because normally when you're first talking with someone it's you're not in a spot where you're like hey we're going to do a full-blown presentation on the deal right and you're going to want to set that aside and make that a separate you want their undivided attention i need an hour of your time we are going to do, and we're going to answer all your questions about the actual deal that I maybe had put in your hand or I sent to you in an email, right? That's usually the process. And so what Ed did is he helped set up Zoom calls or Zoom appointments. And that's what I love about Zoom is you can have partners in different states and different cities. Ed's in San Antonio. I'm in Phoenix. 
but we have no problem coordinating our schedules to make it work. Well, sometimes Corey's schedules get screwed up, <laughs> right? <laughs> but for the most part, but not very often with money. <laughs> when we're having money calls, those calls are very, those don't get rescheduled. And so we would go on these, um, we would basically, now let me ask you this, Ed, too. By me going through that property packet, was that helpful? Do you see it? You saw it, me do it many, many times over. And what would Absolutely. you say about the way that I did that? Was it, tell me what you thought about it. Was it like in, in your mind, you see me repetitively do it. Yeah. What did you notice about it? Uh, I mean, it's spot on, right? I, I think, I mean, it's, it's obviously a process and, and you, you do it so, I mean, you, you've obviously done it a few hundred, if not thousands of times. So it's very, um, there, there, there's a pattern to it and a, a process to it. Yes. So much that now, now I can do it. Yes. And I, and I do it. Right. Yes. Uh, again, exactly. Uh, but it's then again, the same. Right? Yeah. I start it the same way. Mm -hmm. I go through each page the same way, pretty much. Right. I have the same pitch every time. Every time I do it. Now, um, repetition is key to success. Right. I, I, I. And this is why you have been successful. You took the uh, bull by the horns, and that you like. I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to go speak it and i'm going to ask people i'm, I'm going to do the, the the part the setting about the setting right i'm going to use all my influence of the people i know and i'm going to start in my warm warm market and whether or not they have money or not doesn't matter we're just going to share it because they may know somebody that does and you did just that and by doing that you got some people say well yeah tell me more uh, in the beginning and sometimes and especially in apartments i always say sometimes the easiest way to get in deals is to partner with uh, someone that really is right now you've got to understand that partner know like and trust them because there's still lots of idiots and lots of weasels out there right but when you can get behind someone that's already been there that's sometimes the easiest way to learn right and so here ed is coming in and now we're going through our marketing packet or not marketing packet our property packet now this is where we're actually selling the the deal and did it the same way every time right yeah now to the point to the point and this is where we, we're not got there but we're going to is where you just do it on your own ed and and the next deal that we because we're going to do another deal together this is the great thing about the way we've set this up is at least in my in my boardroom right people come to the boardroom ed's gonna get an opportunity to be in every deal that i have and he's going to keep raising capital and he's and he's segueing ownership be share ownerships into for himself i mean he's teeing himself up for <laughs> legacy money dude and it's not affecting his job right it's something that's fairly easy and it will only snowball i think it's already snowballing right yeah, and yeah. you know and then sometimes you raise money in seasons right you get really focused where that's all you talk about then but people are going to be asking now that you're going to have now you're going to get financials ed because we're just now close to starting to uh, get monthly reports. I think you've already got, didn't you already get our last yep. one? You got our first one, yep. Yep. And now how did, how did that feel? Like oh, Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a closer right there, man. <laughs> and all the people that you invested into our deal, what do they get? Yeah, they, they, the they get a peek, yeah. Did anybody yeah. call? Did anybody call you? Yeah, actually, two, two, two of my investors. This is impressive. You know, and again, I think it's one of those, 
until they see that, I mean, I can tell them all day long, hey, here's, here's how it's going to work. Here's what you can expect. But until they actually see it, you know, they're, they're not really believers. So, yeah. They yeah were super, and then, super and then super we also have follow-up on what's going on with their CapEx. You know, right. they're, they're starting to see, the, you know, we're pretty um, – and that's part of me being an operator that I know how to communicate. But a lot of times it's setting people up, setting expectations, right? So in our whole – you know, we, we go through the whole marketing packet. You're, you had quite a few that said yes at the end. They're like, I'm pretty interested, right? And some of them said, yep, I'm in. And then we had them fill out paperwork. They wired money, and they're in our deal. And then we set up a communication process style, and here's what to expect. And now we're delivering on exactly what we said. Right. And when that happens, exactly how you said it was going to happen. And then we, it, it, people are just like, oh, wow, this is just like you said. Yeah. And that gives them extreme confidence. And the truth is, they probably have more money. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and by the way, at that point, they're comfortable sharing it with other people. Right? Before, they might be yeah, a little a little bit close. But I can always go back and say, hey, you know, and, I'll, and I will follow up. And, and, uh, and I have. Right? I'm just saying, you know, how's it going so far? You know, what did you think of the, the, the financial dashboard we sent out? Or do you have any questions? Well, you know oh, what's getting ready to happen up in four days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was payday. Yep. I'm right. So to... I'm actually working with uh, my management company right now just to make sure that we have everybody set up on ACH. If they've not done it, we're trying to make sure everybody gets that stuff done because in about four days we have uh, payments going to certain properties, right? So there's one property that I don't think the only one that's not getting a payment is Hawkeye because we just closed Hawkeye on the 21st. So, right. but every uh, every other deal is going to get um, our investors going to get a payment. Yep. Well, that's important, right? And so um, uh, they're waiting to see if that happens. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And once it drops, quick phone call. Hey, want to make sure you got your payment? Oh, by the way, do you know anyone? <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. What is that? It's just say it completely. Do you do you know anyone that might want to take advantage of the opportunity like you did? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and that referral asking the best time to ask for a referral is on payday right? Or that payday week, whether it's still fresh in their head, they got their money, everything happened like we said it would. Mm -hmm. That's a really good feeling. And it's the consistency in those returns that most people are truly looking and searching for. And when that happens, it's magical, right? It really is, right? You know, and so this is only the beginning of a journey, right? And Absolutely. what do you think the difference is between what you were doing in single family versus what you've been doing now? Because, uh, well, as far as, um, uh, you know, just the hustle, I guess, it's just a different type of motion, right? For me, it really is a service, right? I really do approach it as, because most of the folks that are actually, every one of the people that I've brought on have been in a tough spot. Hey, I'm my money's sitting in an IRA three, percent i mean and i said you know barely keeping up with inflation if i could find another vehicle right and then dun, 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 here i come right with my cape and everything right just to, to to solve the problem for them so it's really become one where it makes me feel great right it's more of a service that i'm providing the other one was just it was just it was a hustle and a grind and and ultimately you know and i still have my single family rentals it's just a it's just a whole different motion for me but you're uh, playing a whole different game and this is a money game it's a legacy game as well Right. right. So you're, you're setting your stacking chips now. 
because truthfully, uh, you know, you've not made a, a crap ton of money on the deals that we've done, right? Not yet, yeah. right? But but it will happen. So as we keep getting more and more ownership in deals and bigger checks and the, the ability to start raising capital, because there'll be a time, I always say getting your cap, capital activated is sometimes one of the most precious things ever. Because when they know that Ed is the deal, the deal maker, the deal supplier, right? Even if it's Corey's deals, I'm never going to bypass Ed, right? And so they've got to go through Ed to get to me. And um, in that, Ed becomes now the supplier of, of deals and not so, and more so is Ed has become the grower of money, right? Money flows, cash flow, right? It flows from people um, that can't make it work or grow to people that can't, right? And you've now established yourself and you will continue to establish yourself as a person who can take in money and invest it, make it grow, return the interest and the principal one day, right? And that is valuable, valuable, valuable. That sets yourself because most people are horrible with money, right? Horrible. That's why money is like, it's like taboo for most people. But the truth is, and you said it, Ed, is people have money problems, right? And when they look in their IRAs and, you know, what was the story? You said, I think you said what, they're getting like three or 4% or something. Yeah. yeah. And, and and they don't trust the stock market. Look what happened to the stock market, right? Yeah, that's been huge, right? Just based on that volatility, right? I use it to my advantage to say, hey, do you want consistent returns or do you want to, you know, Play, play the stock market and, and hope that you get the return that you want, right? Right so, on that roller coaster, right? Yeah. And most people don't want to be on the roller coaster. I like most people just want something nice, steady. Um, it doesn't have to be crazy, right? But just something steady. Is that what you were seeing too? A absolutely. And I think it goes back to, you know, we spent quite a bit of time on kind of what's the avatar. Yeah. Because uh, I, I have been referred to people that are not the – appropriate avatar right and, and again it's you know the, these so talk uh, about that because no one knows what that is yeah what so, is so again it's it's really um being very clear on who that profile uh investor is right so we talk in the boardroom a lot about who it's not right so it's not you know folks that that, that are, are looking for you know these crazy returns and they're you know really at, at the end of the day they're they're gamblers right because i've had a conversation with a few of those and they're making a, a ton of money but again, it's it's not the right vehicle, right? So we're looking for those folks that are looking for consistent, solid returns for, again, their quote unquote safe money. So retirement money, an old 401k, an IRA, whatever, that they are holding on to dearly and relying on to get them through uh, the rest of their, you know, their, their adult life, right? So those are the folks that I target. Uh, and those are the ones where it resonates the best. Gambler, yeah. right? Those are gamblers. And I see lots of gamblers out there, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't mean to be gamblers, but and sometimes they don't even know they're gambling until like the market corrects and all their money goes away. Right. And then they say, oh, I guess I was gambling. They didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? But I think that's a great, that's a great powerful statement of what you just said, Ed, is because a lot of people are not the right fit, right? But the ones that are, the ones that are usually that are want a consistent return. And they usually are the ones that are in IRAs, 401ks, uh, you know, those types of vehicles. And we can normally beat the stock market. I mean, 
we do beat the stock market and we're and then we do it consistently and i think most people just want a consistent paycheck if they get a paycheck every quarter like we pay every quarter so quarterly checks you're like yes i like quarterly checks and then you say and then we have a sell event down the road where we're going to sell a property we're going to get another big check people understand that right they're like okay that's good and as long as we're backing it with the financials which is the glue right i think that's the glue a good a good um operator will give their investors lots of detailed financial information on like closing the books for the following month you have to you just have to um you know we owe everything that we do to the capital by the way right and with that with that said ed like let's talk about um where does ed go from here like you're you're starting to raise capital i see that's it's working right and what do you see your future as? Like, tell me what your vision is. I've never asked you this, so I, I just want to know. Yeah, I will tell you that, uh, again, I'm all about, um, you know, being a, as, as small a part of a deal as, as it is, right? But, but again, to your, your point, it's just snowballing it. So it's just, you know, doing more, uh, focusing more on, on my capital raising activities. Then again, I actually had a meeting with a couple of realtors yesterday actually off subject it was all on my other thing and i tell oh, by the way i always do the oh by the way oh by the way i'm doing this multifamily thing right uh so let me know and then they go oh you know what our broker might be interested you know he's looking at getting in apartments but doesn't have the time to go get into apartments yeah um and then because would you be willing to speak to a small group hallelujah absolutely i would right so i think it's just sharing the message so again i'm just intent on, on continuing to 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 share it i kind of have a million dollars which i think is probably low for 2019 as far as a race, but I'm gonna, you know, set that as kind of step one and then and then grow up from there. But ultimately, I, I like love, I said- I love a million dollars, Ed. I think that's a <laughs> great, listen, Ed, when, I wanna go back to raising that first piece of money. We didn't talk about the feeling. Tell me how it felt like when you had your investors say yes, then the, and then they wired the money. Dude, that was, you know what, as far as a confidence builder, there's nothing better than that, right? Because again, it's one of those, Holy crap. <laughs> I just 100,000 bucks. I just did that. It was yeah, 100,000 exactly. bucks, Ed. Yeah. No, it was huge. It was huge. So, that And I we mean, didn't uh, sell. Like so and that's the beautiful thing. We didn't sell this guy. Right. We just offered an opportunity. Exactly. And because Ed did it the correct way and followed the correct steps, man, they willingly sent the money. Understanding all the risks right? Understanding the process, eyes wide open, right? There's no con job, right? Ed, you know, Ed doesn't have a lot of history in the multifamily, but Ed's smart enough to partner with someone that does, right? And we crafted the right story to tell, and it works. It works every day, twice on Sundays. And, you know, and all he did was the work. Most people are not willing to do the work, Ed. I hate it. Yeah. I wish I could make everybody successful, but most people are not willing to do the work. Well, for, and I'll tell you, for the five people that said yes, guess how many people I talked to? <laughs> right, so you don't see the other side, right? So it's definitely a lot of work. Uh, and, and again, it, it's 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 rejection, but I keep them on my database, right? And I always I, I always follow up with, I, you know, I know- you, Send your last marketing pattern, that dashboard to everybody that said no. Absolutely. Yeah, they're on my, I've got them on a drip. Yeah, oh yeah, attaboy. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those. By the way, with your permission, I'd love to keep you on my distribution list just to kind of let you know what's going on, keep you up to date. 
Uh, again, in case you run into anybody. Because no like doesn't you... mean no forever. It exactly. just meant no at that little amount of time. And sometimes people are just not, they have capital tied up and it's not ready yet. Right. So like if you had a CD, you're not going to get out of your CD early. You're going to wait till your CD matures, right? And or, or, or there's things like that all the time, right? Or till the pain just gets bad enough where the market wipes them out and they're absolutely dead tired of getting wiped out again. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, the timing's got to be right for them, for sure. But the consistency, because capital, like you do, have to just a lot of frogs on capital, right? Mm -hmm. You keep telling your story. The right people will say yes. And as, but it does become because it starts off as a little snowball, or maybe just a piece of snow. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it gets easier, right? And now, now, Ed, you've not seen this happen yet. I mean, but still, for you to do half a million bucks. On your first coming out role, I'm gonna tell you that's a, that's not just good, that's great. Awesome. I mean, that's great, and that's not easy. I know guys that are well seasoned, well above your years, brother, <laughs> um, and I mean very much, and full time guys, and can't even do that, right? And you schooled them, you ran circles around them. That means a lot, man. I, I don't know, it makes me smile. Right? Awesome. Thanks. It and, makes and, me smile to hear you say it. <laughs> and I, you know, and when I think about it, Ed, I was like, well, what did Ed do differently than the other people, right? And there's something to be said. I, I, I'm writing a book. It's not out yet, but it will be hopefully in March. It's called "Copy Your Way to Success," what your teacher never told you. And <laughs> all Ed did was take something that it wor has worked for me, right? And I've laid it out and said, do this, do this, do this, do this. And guess what Ed did? Brother, what'd you do? Yeah. yeah. What you told me to do. <laughs> you, me to do. <laughs> you just did exactly it. Yeah. And guess what? It works. Imagine that, right? If, if, if people would just be able to take the instruction and not try to change it in any way, shape, or form, and just go do it first, right? I would say, in the beginning, when you don't have, like, the right words, the right script, or the right stuff, borrow someone else's and do it enough Till you have it memorized stone cold and then at that moment you can now transition to tweak it make it yeah. yours right and because then you can because it doesn't matter in your mind you already know the solid information you can put your little spin on it that makes it ed right but until then just keep the cookie cutter the same way and just cut the damn cookie right amen and yeah brother, you've done that in spades yeah, one of the biggest, when I say one of them, there were a lot of nuggets in, in the boardroom, but one of the things that, I, that that really resonated and I and I took to heart was how you introduce yourself to somebody new. Yeah. That's what I used to do. I'm a real estate investor. <laughs> that used to be my line. They go, oh, okay. You're either a realtor or you're a fix and flipper, right? I mean, that they, they tend to go there, but I went, you know, I just do my little line, right? I buy cash flowing apartments across the country that provide my investors a solid return on investment. How's the stock market treating you? That's it. And that is a conversation starter like no other, brother. <laughs> oh, God. I love it, dude. I love so. So when you say that, what happens? They go, huh? Well, first, they're they're shocked because they've never, I don't think they've ever had somebody give them that long a, a, of an intro, right, or, or that detail. But they will, well, what, what does that mean? What, what do you mean you buy apartments, right? So then that just starts a conversation. Boom. They go right into it, right? Yeah. That's uh, it. Yeah. So. It's always about trying to set set yourself to have more conversations, right? Exactly. Most people, once 
And but when you say, if you want to talk about money, which is what we're, you're trying to get the conversation about money. Right. We do apartments and then we offer our investors. So like somehow, like we want to talk about that. And if you just say, well, you know, someone says, hey, what do you do? And you say, oh, I'm, I'm in real estate. They automatically just think that you're a realtor, mm -hmm. even if you're not, or you might be a fix and flip, but normally they almost always say, oh, so you're a realtor. And that's not, and that doesn't get us anybody excited, right? They're like, oh, I better hide because he's going to ask me to sell my house. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, uh, but, but when you start learning these skill sets, it is amazing. And dude, I mean, hats off to you, Ed, because, you know, I, I love seeing successful people. I love seeing someone taking information, just like, this is all I've done all my life, right? I always say I'm not that smart. But all I've been able to do is I've just copied really successful people and I've done what they did and I didn't do what they didn't do. And lo and behold, you know, I, I figured some stuff out. I've become successful. But it wasn't because I was, you know, super smarter. I had a brainiac brain that I could, you know, do something or do something no one's ever done before. That's like, that's tough. But I can follow a path, right? And that's all I've done is followed good paths that I know lead to something that's better than where I was at. And brother, you are well on the path. So biggest takeaway from the Kahuna boardroom. Uh, again, it goes back to, you know, I, I'm kind of at the same, kind of cut from the same cloth is, you know, find that individual that's doing what you want to go do and then either copy them or figure out how you partner with them, which is what I, I did. But did the both. biggest one is, <laughs> what's that? You did both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The biggest uh, takeaway is, well, is really talk to everybody about the opportunity, right? And, and I, I have in the past been uh, guilty of, what's the word, pre-qualifying somebody before I even talk to them. So I just share it with everybody because you just never know. And I, and a good example, I one of the actually one of the investors in, the, in our last uh, deal with Hawkeye was came from uh, a realtor friend of a friend. But it was so again, it was like three people deep. And this lady didn't know me from Adam. She's in New York. I've never met her. She goes, hey, my good friend, you know, Danielle's friend told me about this thing and I really want to learn more about it, right? So again, I, w I shared it just as a, just an act of sharing what I was working on. I, I really didn't have any, any, I didn't think she had any money or, or what have you, but it was just sharing the opportunity. Uh, and then lo and behold, right, we, we got uh, 100K investment out of it. So Boom. never prejudge, you never yeah. know. The one thing about money is when people walk around they don't have any signs that say, I've got $500 million liquid that I need to invest. You just, no one has that sign. But yet there's people like that walking around every day in normal plain clothes, right? Yep. And you do not know who they are. And so you can't prejudge, dude. What a great comment, not prejudge and to talk to everybody. Yeah, amen. Right? Any last uh, big thoughts or big ideas that you want to share with that? Uh, what would you tell someone new uh, that's looking to get into apartments and, and from your experience you've had so far, what's your, uh, what would you like to share? Uh, you know, I, I will tell you that um, back to what my earlier comment, I mean, if it's something that you want to get into, you need to find somebody that's doing it. And again, somebody credible to your point, you know, I, there are a lot of folks out there that are not very trustworthy. And, and, and to your point, you know, not anybody you would want to partner with. So I would say is find somebody that you trust, know, and is done deals. Uh, because again, that's the credibility you're going to use to build your own credibility. And that's all I've done, you know, in partnering with you, Corey, is, hey, I, my partner, right? And I get to call you my partner. 
these are the things we've worked on. These are the deals that we've done. Uh, so it's really just leveraging the credibility, the experience uh, of someone else to help catapult you to where you want to go. I mean, that that's pretty much it in a nutshell for me. Oh, man. Ed, hey, listen, uh, if people want to get a hold of you, find out where, uh, where you're at, where do they go? Uh, they can reach me by email at ed at eklinvestmentgroup.com. So ed at eklinvestmentgroup.com. Oh, and I'm so happy to man, help What's the top book that you've read this year? I'm actually reading The Slide Edge, which is a new book that I'm halfway through. Uh, but it really is talks about it's not so much the big things that we do, but it's all the little consistent things you do on a daily basis. So for me, you know, taking it back to this is, I, I want to talk to at least three people a week about it, the opportunity and then just hit that consistently. You know, some, some weeks maybe I don't do three, maybe two, but I always shoot for three. Uh, and I, was, I, I like the whole thing about never eat alone. So, right, I'm going to eat lunch. So I might as well eat it with somebody and share the opportunity and, and, um, and go from there, yeah. Oh, dude, love it. Ed, thank you so much for spending your time with us. Uh, hopefully everybody out here listening to the podcast just got uh, inspired to do something big. Uh, you know, 2019, we are in the first month. It is just beginning. Uh, make your 2019 something to be remembered of. Uh, if you've not done so yet, um, go to uh, kahunawealthbuilders.com, opt into our quick start workshop. It's free. Okay. You should do that. You should probably even get my book. Um, you can go to whythericgetrichter.net. Um, that's the current book that I have right now. We can get it. We'll give it to you free, plus shipping, shipping and handling. Um, and uh, with that said, guys, listen, whatever you put your mind to, when you truly meditate on it, think about it, start to believe it, because when you believe it, you can achieve it, and your paradise is absolutely possible. Thanks, and have a wonderful day.